Hello team and welcome back to the Simply Fit Podcast. Today I bring you some incredible news. I have been working on a secret project for the past three or four months now and I now can tell you that the brand new follow along workout channel is live and here. On this YouTube channel, you're gonna find workouts for fat loss, muscle building, improving your cardio health, flexibility, everything is gonna be on there. You're gonna find body weight workouts, dumbbell workouts, kettlebell and resistance bands workouts, all that you can follow along with. And the best part is that it's completely free. They're also around 10 to 20 minutes long, meaning if you're short of time, you can quickly complete an effective workout or you can combine like two or three of them together and complete like a full 45 to 60 minute workout. New workouts will go live on the channel every Tuesday and Thursday and they're gonna be accompanied by an amazing backdrop, which I'm sure you're all gonna enjoy. So if you wanna find the channel, just search Elliot Hassoon into YouTube and you'll find it very easily. And please subscribe. It makes me very, very happy and it helps the channel grow. And feel free to tell your friends, your family, your pets, whoever you want to share this with and let's work out together. Welcome to the Simply Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Hassoun. In this podcast, I'll be looking at three key questions related to fitness, nutrition, and mindset. I will break these down into information that is easy to understand and actionable so that you can apply it to your life today. This podcast will give you all you need to improve your health and well-being once and for all. So sit back, listen, and most importantly, take action. The first national lockdown in the UK was announced mid-March of 2020. I don't think any of us would have comprehended that one year on, we'd be coming to the end of the third lockdown. It doesn't matter what country you lived in over the past year, there's been challenges for each and every one of us. I truly believe there's going to be a lot of healing to do in the months and years to come. To begin with, there's been a saddening amount of lives that have been lost, and there'll be a lot of grieving to do for those who have passed. There's been stress, anxiety, depression, burnout, all of which have been prevalent during this pandemic. I don't think we need studies to back this up either. The majority of us have experienced one, if not all of these. And it's not just our mental health that's taken a hit either, it's our physical health. In a poll done on WebMD, 54% of the participants had reported that they had gained weight during the lockdown. 68% of the participants reported that they were snacking more and around half the participants are exercising less. And they took the top 10 reasons from anxiety to boredom and they came in as comfort eating, exercising less, eating foods they wouldn't usually be exposed to, being bored, lack of routine, drinking more alcohol, feeling stressed and anxious, not being able to go to the gym, not being able to maintain their weight loss plan as easily and a lack of contact with others. And now, with increased physical and mental health challenges, we're expected to navigate a post-pandemic world, and I know a lot of us are struggling on where to even begin. The team and I at EH Coaching want to give back. We know that we can help people get into a good place with their health and well-being. We also know the power of being in good physical health too. When we exercise, eat well, train, hydrate, and sleep better, we live better. We also know how hard it can be to get going again, whether you've been out of training and eating well for the entirety of the pandemic or just for during a period of the uh, past year. And that's why we've created a 30-day free, and yes, I said free, challenge that is open to anyone who needs a kickstart to get themselves going and get back into the groove of things again. This isn't about transforming in 30 days. This is about building momentum, feeling better about yourself, 
dropping a few kilos and setting you up to get your physical and hopefully your mental health back in a good place again. So before we go into today's podcast, which will give you the top five ways to start to lose that lockdown weight and improve your health, we want to encourage you to sign up for our 30-day kickstart plan. We're going to be setting you up with a training program, a nutrition plan, a goal-setting planner, giving you weekly webinars, Facebook Lives, challenges, and more. And just to reiterate, it is completely free. It's our way of giving back. It's our way of helping those of you who don't know where to start with getting back on track. And we don't want you to look any further. The link is within the show notes. You can find the link in my bio on my Instagram page as well. And all you need to do to get started is to fill in a very short form to help us create your plans. The Kickstarter begins in roughly two weeks today. The deadline for entry is Monday, the 5th of April, 6 p.m. GMT. And I would even encourage you to pause the podcast right now and get yourself signed up and ready to go. Don't even think about it. Just get yourself signed up and you won't regret it. And for those of you who are in a good place and are listening today, or you're maybe even in a coaching plan with ourselves or someone else, Send this link to a friend who you think may need it. Maybe a family member needs a helping hand, a neighbor, a colleague. We want to get as many people involved as possible to give them the kickstart that they need to get going. And to come full circle here, it's 30 days. It's completely free. It's for those who need a bit of a kickstart. The deadline is the 5th of April. And the final thing worth mentioning, actually, is those who make it through the 30 days will be entered into a draw to win a pretty epic prize too. I am super excited about this and I want to get as many of you as involved as possible. So for the time being, let's go into the podcast and this is going to help you get going. But I do want you to hopefully pause this podcast now, get yourself signed up and get involved. We would love to have you there. So today I want to take you through the top five ways you can start dropping the lockdown weight, start improving your health and most importantly, without it feeling super overwhelming or challenging. The first place I want to start, and I feel like this is actually the only place we can start today, as it's only going to have a knock-on effect to the other areas in your life, is your mindset. And number one tip is to accept your current reality and address your mindset. And I want to start with the acceptance aspect of this. If I speak to people about gaining weight during the lockdown or letting their health go in general, there's usually feelings of frustration anger towards himself, shame to some degree, and guilt as well, among many more. And when you find yourself in a challenging spot, it can be really challenging to accept the reality that you're in. However, if your mind is cluttered with all these emotions that I just mentioned that are really not serving you, it's going to be hard to get yourself going and hard to give yourself that motivation that you need frustration, anger, guilt, shame. These are all pretty exhausting emotions to have. A little bit of an inner critic can be helpful at times, I'll admit. It can get us to move forward. But if your inner critic is berating you, it's not an enjoyable place to be. And it's probably not going to make it any easier for you to get going. And acceptance doesn't mean you have to be happy with your current situation. It just means that you need to truly acknowledge where you're at. And once we accept where we're at and we see our reality and determine that no one is to blame and we are solely responsible for our health and well-being, we can start moving forward. And once we're in this place, we now need to be very mindful of our inner talk and our mindset. So let's say you found the entirety of this pandemic pretty challenging. And let's say your mindset might have not even been in the best place before it even began. Our minds can be conditioned into thinking and feeling a certain way. 
as you know, our thoughts and our subconscious thinking can become quite habitual and quite normal and in the strangest way, comfortable as well. Change is challenging. Breaking away from what's become normal, even if it doesn't serve you, isn't always easy. And you may think, well, you know, if I realize that this isn't good for me, then of course I can turn it around. And I'd like to think so. And I think we'd all like to think so. But that doesn't stop us from emotionally eating, spending more money than we should, not using our time productively, arguing with our loved ones, right? We may know what the right thing to do is, breaking the old habits that have been formed and moving into new habits that really serve us, it requires a conscious effort. And I want to give you a little bit of um, a real life scenario here. It's like, if you've ever had it where you're driving or walking, you know, let's say a route that you've done plenty of time, like maybe it's your route home from work in the past, and you've gone in that same direction for so long that you can almost unconsciously get from A to B. Then one day you've got an appointment somewhere else. You actually need to go somewhere different on that route. And then, you know, only halfway through, do you realize that you've been traveling on your unconscious route back home before you stop and realize you had to go somewhere else? Our minds become so conditioned that they're very good at identifying these consistent patterns and, you know, they start to make them unconscious. And the same thing goes for your mind if you're having unproductive thoughts. And the reason I want to bring this up is that your mind will try and keep you in that normal way of thinking, what's become comfortable to you. It will say things like, you don't need to exercise today, you can do it tomorrow. You had a hard day, you're tired, you don't have the energy, you didn't sleep that well. You should eat this food, it's Friday, you've had a hard week, one bite won't hurt. You know, all those things that you are used to hearing in your mind. And one bite may not hurt, but it will suck you back into the comfortable and back into your current version of normal. And when you're trying to build new habits, the most effective way of making these stick is consistent implementation. If you're trying to build a habit of being more health conscious, but you still allow your cravings to control your behaviors, there will be doubt in your mind. You know, your mind will see that you're not strong enough to overcome these cravings and it will test that a lot. And if there's doubt, it'll be hard to build this new habit and solidify it and it to become something you identify with. You know, if you can look at all the times you overcame these cravings, you can start to build experience and can get behind the fact that you are becoming more health conscious. And that with that experience, once you build that bank of evidence, that can cultivate a new you, a new habit, a new identity. And being self-aware is critical here. Listening to your mind, your thoughts, from an observer perspective is absolutely key. And what I mean by this is that you need to recognize that you are not your thoughts. If I tell you to close your eyes and imagine a big chocolate cake, apologies if you are dieting, um, but guess what? You can bring that into your mind and I bet it looks delicious too. And now if I tell you to imagine you're flying through the air, you can do this too. You've got wings, you, like close your eyes, think of it. You're actually flying, soaring through the air. This doesn't actually mean you can fly. It's just the thought you are having. So some we can consciously create. Some our mind just creates without our consciousness. And as the observer, you're essentially being the filter. When a thought comes in, you are you know, the filter that catches it. You can acknowledge it, but you don't have to let it through the filter. You can just discard it. And you can bring more of the positive ones. When they come through, you can pass them through the filter. And this takes a lot of conscious effort and practice, but it begins with understanding the power of your mind and how to facilitate 
moving yourself forward with taking control of it, getting back in the driver's seat. Because a lot of us have found ourselves in the passenger seat. A lot of us find ourselves in the, uh, in the driver's seat. But it's like our hands are tied behind our backs. I want you to be in the driving seat. I want your hands to be on the wheel. And I want your hands to be ready to steer in the direction that you want to go, not in the way that the car wants to go, okay? So to summarize, accept where you're at. Move away from your feelings of shame, guilt, and frustration. And finally, monitor your thoughts and remember that it's you that's in the driving seat with your hands on the wheel as well. Number two, improve your sleep quantity and quality. I know what you're thinking. Elliot, you literally say this to us every single week. And it's due to the fact that it can't be said enough. And I also know that even as a health and fitness professional myself, who knows the critical importance of sleep, sometimes even I let things slip as well. And knowing that I let things slip makes me think that you guys are probably going to as well. And the reason I wanted to bring this up in relation to today's podcast is that as a byproduct of some of the mental health challenges that appeared or have been exacerbated by this pandemic, it often causes sleep inconsistencies too. Anxiety can cause trouble with sleeping. Stressing can cause trouble with sleeping. Depression can cause trouble with sleeping. And something that I've experienced and spoke with many people is that even if they got eight hours of sleep, they still find their energy levels were low. So if you're mentally tired, if your physical energy levels are low, you're not going to feel like exercising. You're not going to feel like eating well. And this is why I wanted to start with your mindset and then move on to addressing your sleep. So I just spoke about a lot of habits, you know, and how to build those habits. And if you're in a habit at the moment, if in the evening comes around and you start eating in abundance, you watch too much TV, you're spending too much time on your phone. And if your mornings consist of you rolling out of bed to the coffee machine, not seeing any day or sunlight, and then sitting on your laptop until late in the evening, you're probably stuck in a cycle of habits that don't currently serve your sleep or help you to get good quality sleep. And I'm usually quite a big fan of like an immersive experience when it comes to your health. However, I feel with sleep, it's probably one of those things that adding just one or two things consistently and allowing them to compound over time is usually a little bit more effective. So I want to give you 10 things that you can do. Perhaps pause this as you listen to this, write them all down. When the podcast is finished, circle the two that seem easiest to implement and try them this evening. So I'm going to go through them, make sure that you pause in between, write it down, and then come back to them at the end. So number one, have a consistent sleep and wake time. Number two, implement a screen ban at least 15 to 30 minutes before sleeping. Three, get yourself some daylight as early in the morning as you can. Four, get yourself some movement early in the day. And this doesn't have to be a workout, just like five to 10 minutes will do. Five, create an evening wind down routine, reading, beauty routine, breath work, whatever. Get a wind down routine in place. Six, aim to finish your last meal at least 90 minutes to two hours before you go to sleep. Seven, start dimming in the lights. You know, when you start, you know, wanting to wind down for the evening, maybe like 6, 7 p.m. once the sun has gone down. Eight, tidy your bedroom so that it's less cluttered and sleeping actually seems more appealing in there. Nine, make your room as dark as possible. And I'll add a bonus for this one. Also ensure the temperature of your room is around 18 degrees Celsius. 10. Ensure your bed is preserved for sleeping and intimate time with your partner only, nothing else if possible. So now you've got these all written down, there's probably a couple of you thinking, yeah, I, I could do this. And that's the ones you want to start with. Or you want to be like, okay, this is the lowest hanging fruit. Go for that one. 
Now that you've got all of these written down, you're probably seeing a couple of you thinking, yeah, I could probably do those. You might want to start with those because they're going to be the lowest hanging fruit. Or if you're looking at these and thinking, my room is lit up like a disco room, I should probably start with the darkness. Or I lie in the bed and stare at my phone until the phone basically falls on my face because I'm half asleep. That might be the best place to start. And just the ones that are probably causing the biggest impact to your sleep, if you can identify those, that would be a really helpful place to get going. So number three, it's my favorite. You knew it was coming. Create structure within your day and ensure that as your life begins to change, you create new routines as it changes. So if you have a child that goes to school and you're living in the UK, your routine probably changed last week. My question to you is, did you prepare ahead of time for this or did you kind of just let it happen? In the near future, you may be going to the gym again. You may be going to get your hair cut. You may start playing outdoor sports. You may meet your friends in the park. Your life is going to change. There's going to be more demands on your time and it's crucial that you prepare ahead of this happening as well. And I've spoken with a lot of people who are already telling me they feel quite anxious about going back to regular life and how they're possibly going to balance things. And I'll share three words which are going to help you enormously. Priorities, boundaries, structure. And I'm going to repeat that for emphasis. Priorities, boundaries, structure. And I want to start with priorities. And the first thing to recognize is as much as we all want to be superhuman and give 110% to everything, we just don't have the bandwidth. I believe you can do anything that you want to and everything you want to, just not at the same time. So you need to determine what your top two to three priorities are in your life at this moment. And don't go beyond two or three because once it does, they no longer become priorities. They just become things that you need slash want to do. It will then make sense that the ratio of time spent on your priorities versus other things in your life is gonna be a lot higher. The next step is boundaries, FOMO, going to something because you don't want to, but you feel guilty about letting people down. These things we need to leave in the past. We need to leave them back in 2020 and way back. If you know that you need to spend X amount of time on your priorities and your self-care, then protect that time by creating boundaries. We need to become more comfortable telling people, I appreciate the invite. However, I don't have time in my schedule at the moment. Tune into your feelings. If you said yes to attending something, but you feel like you need a few hours to yourself as you had a super intense work project that came on, tell the people you're meeting, your friends, your family, whoever they are, hey, I'm going to need to reschedule as I just need to take some time to restore my energy. And the final thing here is actually give yourself permission to have that time for yourself. There's not a lot of value in taking time for yourself if you're, you know, got guilt attached to it and you're just feeling guilty during it. So find out what boundaries you need to put in place to protect your energy and protect the time spent on your priorities. And then the most important step here is to actually enforce them as well. You need to stay strong. You need to be direct. You need to be consistent with these boundaries as well. Because once people realize that they can't surprise your boundaries, they can't break them down, They'll respect them, but it is on you to create them and enforce them and get comfortable with saying no to things that don't align with your priorities and your self-care. And the final aspect here is structure. If you don't have a schedule for your days, your weeks, how are you ever going to know where your time is being spent? The reality is that probably you do have time to do all the things you want to. 
You're just not using it that effectively at the moment. Maybe you're spending too much time on things that aren't really that important or you could outsource. Or maybe you're spending like an hour here or there doing something when really allocating like a set two to three hour block of one time during the week would be much more effective. Like I like to look at my schedule as a bit of a puzzle, right? You simply have to move things around so they fit into the right place. And you may realize that some of the pieces of that puzzle aren't even a part of your puzzle. They're pieces that other people are trying to put into your puzzle and it doesn't make the picture look good. Unfortunately, you now have boundaries. You know what your priorities are. So you can tell this person that it doesn't fit within my puzzle. And you know, you want to work on finding what's best for you and not other people, right? Think of that puzzle analogy, right? Anytime that you're like, this doesn't fit, ask yourself, is this part of my puzzle or is it part of someone else's? And once you have clarity on where your time is being spent and what time you have available, that can really, really reduce your overwhelm. Um, And you can actually see, oh, I do have time for this. I don't have time for this. And it makes it a lot easier rather than just thinking, oh, I've got all these things to do. I have no time, you know, and it really gives you that clarity. And with clarity comes a little bit of calm as well. If your schedule is filled with all your priorities, your training, your family time, your work, and then someone asks you to do something, you know, all you do is just look at your schedule and see if it's feasible. Your boundaries will help ensure that you say no if you don't have that time. And having that clarity is going to make you feel a lot less overwhelmed. And you may be thinking, my time is spent so much on these priorities. I don't really have time for anything else. And, you know, I don't want to live like a robot, et cetera, et cetera. And I heard something recently from Ryan Holiday on a podcast, and he spoke about seasons of life. And they were actually referring to a bit of a first world problem here about their pool being cleaned. And he was saying like, you know, if you work out how much getting your pool cleaned across the next 30, 40 years, it seems ridiculous. However, he then realized that it wasn't necessary to think in such absolutes. In the future, he may have time to clean the pool himself. In the future, he might not even have a pool. But at this season in his life, it makes sense as, you know, his priorities are writing books, spending time with his young family. And that is more important right now than saving a bit of money to clean the pool. So your current schedule and your priorities like may require you to spend a lot of disproportionate amount of time on those things at the moment, but it's not forever. It's just for this season of life. And the fat loss phase is a very good example of this. Like towards the end, you might be doing four training sessions a week, three cardio sessions, upwards of 15K steps. But when you're maintaining your weight and you're not in a time-sensitive phase, you know, three training sessions, maybe a cardio session, and six, seven, eight, nine, 10K steps, if that, will be more than sufficient, right? So you don't have to commit as much time. But in the pursuit of your goal and with health and fitness being a priority in this season of life, it makes sense to commit that disproportionate amount of time, especially given how long before it might have not been a priority. So on to number four, I want you to have a bit of a mindset shift here. Think replace rather than remove. And I went through this analogy before, I think it was on the emotional eating episode. I said, if someone said to me, Elliot, you can never have coffee again. And that's that. For me, that would be a very sad existence. If someone said, you can't have coffee, but you can have any other hot drink that you want to, it would soften the blow a little bit more, especially if they're like, yeah, it's calorie free as well. I'd be over the moon. <laughs> like I wouldn't be over the moon, I should say, but I'd probably be okay knowing that I could have tea. I could maybe have a hot chocolate. I could have, you know, something else. So this is the mentality I want you to have when it comes to your nutrition at the moment. So let's say you are part of that 64% that find themselves snacking more rather than your snacks being crisps and chocolate 
can they be a Greek yogurt and whey protein combo? Like rather than you having four sugary caffeinated coffees, could you replace the sugar with a natural sweetener, reduce the amount of sugar by half, or perhaps even swap your later coffees for a decaf? And maybe you're having pasta for your evening meal. Could you reduce that quantity in half and replace that half with veg? And there's some extra protein too. A lot of resistance to people getting going with a new diet is they believe they have to remove things. And it's usually the things that they enjoy as well. And there may be rationale to remove things, but beginning with replacing instead is going to be a lot easier and lower the resistance to actually getting started in the first place. If you know you're having your dinner and cutting out that tub of ice cream you're having every night, but instead you're getting a warm bowl of oats and dark chocolate, it makes it quite a reasonable trade-off, right? And in these initial stages, we just want to reduce the barrier to entry more so than anything and make it as resistance-free as possible. So opt for replacing instead of removing as much as you can, and it will really help. And the fifth and final tip is to get outdoors daily and move. It doesn't matter whether you live in a busy city or in the middle of the woods. I'm pretty sure it's safe to say that almost all of us feel pretty different when we go outdoors, especially after a long period indoors as well. Pre-pandemic, we were already spending enough time indoors in these artificially lit rooms, not a lot of fresh air flowing. Daylight, fresh air and nature are vital to our mental and physical well-being. And don't get me wrong, I know it's not as appealing to get outdoors and get moving when it's grey, wet and gloomy. But I'll tell you what's worse than being outside when it's grey, wet and gloomy. Being indoors when it's even going to be darker. It's going to feel miserable. You're not going to get any fresh air. Not getting enough sunlight and daylight can impact your vitamin D levels, the amount of chemicals that your brain is releasing, like serotonin, which can impact sleep, among many things. Your hormones, your general health markers, all of those are going to be impacted. And being in nature as well, it can help us reduce anxiety, lower our blood pressure, our heart rates, all things that are really important for us having mental health challenges and physical health challenges. And what's great about being outdoors is that you have to move to get outdoors, right? It's really easy to remain sedentary if you're just going from your bed to your kitchen desk, to the bathroom, and then to the kitchen to get more food, then back to bed. Movement is essential for our lymphatic system, your bone health, the health of your muscles, absolutely everything you could possibly think of. If you get outdoors, you're likely combining all of these three and you're going to feel so much better for it. I won't dive into this much more as I think we all gather the importance of this. Like most of us will have felt this. Like we almost crave being in the woods sometimes, right? We crave being on the beach, like putting our feet in the sand, in the mountains maybe, and getting that fresh air. Like we even like bring nature into our home in the form of plants, right? We evolved with nature and it's still incredibly fundamental to both our physical and our mental well-being. So there you have it, guys. Those are my five very simple ways to get started on improving your health and losing that lockdown weight. So to summarize, number one, address your mindset and accept your current reality. Number two, improve your sleep. Make sure you note those 10 down. Pick two tonight. Number three, create structure and boundaries and make sure you enforce those boundaries. Four, when it comes to your nutrition, think replace rather than remove. Number five, get outdoors and move daily. And those will really, really help you. So I hope that this podcast has been valuable. And as I mentioned earlier, the team and I at EH Coaching want to go one step further to help you kickstart your journey. Remember that the link to sign up for the 30 plates plan is in the show notes, which should sit underneath this podcast wherever you're listening. The link is in my Instagram bio, and you're going to be getting a training program, a nutrition plan, 
goal setting planner, webinars, lives, challenges. But outside of all that stuff, you're getting a helping hand. You're getting clarity. You're getting motivation. You're help, the whole time is helping you build momentum. You've got a bit of accountability. You've got a social community group who are all in the same position as you. And those things are just as valuable, if not more valuable than all the things that we're going to be offering as well. And you're going to get it for absolutely free as well. We want to give back. We want to help anyone who needs it and anyone who wants them to get themselves into a good place. So please, please, please share this podcast with a friend, a colleague, a family member who might need it and let them know about this challenge so they can get the helping hand that they need and start moving in the right direction. So that is everything from me today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this helps. I'm excited to see all of you guys uh, who are listening, join onto the challenge. Take care and we'll speak soon. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being. Be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.